The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Father, we thank you for your kindness. Thank you. You are the miracle walking God. Here we are in your presence, Lord. We ask that you breathe upon us, Lord. Change our lives. Take us higher in you and let your name be glorified. Honor and glory we give unto you. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Good morning again, everybody. Okay, so... um. Today, um, we'll be talking about, who can tell us what the title is? Mm. <laughs> okay, so at the ATM service, someone says the title was Clock. We're talking about Clock. No, not Clock. The Clock Tell Time. We'll be talking about time. Time. Now, the concept of time is something that you know, we wrestle with, we, we struggle with as human beings because of how we are wired and, you know, when something takes time, we don't like it. We want many times everything to be instant. You know, we have instant noodles, instant pounder, instant everything. And time... Is, is, is many times misunderstood. Time is many times misunderstood. And there's a lot of misconceptions about time. You know, for instance, people say time is money. True or false? True or false? If you say true, let me see your hands up. If you say false, let me see your hands up. Good. Okay. Time is money, they say. But that's a misconception. If time were money, we would all be rich. And we all have at least the, amount, the same amount of time, money we have because time is not money. It's a misconception. Time is not money. Time, when you are engaged in something that is productive and is of value to humanity, over time, it leads to money. Some people's time is worth more than other people's time. Someone's time, um, the richest guys in the world, maybe they are, for one hour, they are worth how much? $300,000 per hour. Maybe, I'm guessing. I've not done the math. But for some other people, for one hour, it's minus 15 naira. It's not even positive, it's negative <laughs> per hour. 
Pastor says time is not money. It is the application of time. And it's, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Because when we don't have the proper concept of time, we erroneously think that what everybody says is obtainable. Time now money. Time now money. You know that song? <laughs> but if you listen to that song, make you do better things. <laughs> that is the that is what translates time to money. But so time itself is not money. Another misconception could be um, people that say uh, it's commonly said that time heals all wounds. That's not true. That's not true. If that were true, I mean, the 50-year-old woman who was assaulted as a teenager will not still be feeling the pain at 50. So time alone by itself does not and cannot heal all wounds. So what heals wounds? I would say... God, over time, heal all wounds. Praise the name of the Lord. Another misconception could be people that say, um, I, I mean, you must have heard it, if you don't say it yourself, you must have heard it said that I don't have time. I don't have time. It's not true. You have time. You have time. Just, oh, but I just don't have time to take my wife out on a date every week. You have time. You have time for things you make time for. So you have time. You have time to take your wife on a date every week. And all the men say, Amen. Amen. Oh my God. Pastor, don't even go there. <laughs> I don't have time. You do. You have 90 minutes to watch a football match. You have time. Today, what's going to happen? Show down. You have time. You can't say, you don't have, oh, I don't have time to spend with my children. No, you have time. It's a misconception for us to say we don't have time. Oh, Pastor, you can't believe it. I don't have time to pray. Really? Really? When you meet the real Ogbonge, you have time to pray. You don't have time. You think you don't have time to pray. You can't even afford not to have time to pray. So God says to us in Ecclesiastes 3, verse 1, Ecclesiastes 3, 1, that there is um, um, a time for everything. There is a season and a time for every activity under heaven, there is a season to everything. So, uh, seasons and times are related in the sense that uh, when you put some time together, you have a season, right? So, there is a season. Every season has a beginning and an ending. There's a season for every activity, for everything, and there is a time for every activity. So, everything has a time that is supposed to happen, that you are supposed to do it. There's a time that you are supposed to be born. 
But there's a time you are going to die. There's a time, even if you say I reject that in Jesus' name, there is a time that, <laughs> you know, there's a time, because you will, if Jesus tarries, everybody will. There's a time that, for peace, there's a time for war. There's a time that you build. There's a time that you break down. There's a time for love. And there's a time. <laughs> there's a time for everything on earth. There's a time. Now, again, because we are finite, we struggle. Because we are dealing with a God that doesn't have a beginning and doesn't have an end. So we struggle in these things. The God that we deal with is eternal. God is eternal. God does not operate in time. For God, a single day is like a thousand years. And a thousand years is like a single day. So if you, want, if you think that you are behaving badly, that you are wasting God's time, you are wasting your time. Because God doesn't have time to waste. <laughs> okay, you get that on, on Monday. God doesn't have time to waste. Because God lives in eternity. In Isaiah 43, verse 13, Isaiah 43, 13 says, From eternity to eternity, I am God. From everlasting to everlasting. He says, I am God. He says, no one can snatch anyone out of my hands. Your life is in God's hands. No one can snatch you out of his hands. There's no foundational problem. He says, before that foundation was laid, I was God. When the foundation expires, I will be God. Praise the name of the Lord. He says, no one can undo what I have done. It is written concerning you. Your destiny is already done in God. And God says it cannot be undone. So we are dealing with an eternal God. So time and space, which is what physics deals with, largely, before you start getting to relativity, time and space is... The limitation of man. But God says, I don't live in time and space. I, I am outside of time and space. So we are in time and space. So everything has to be defined in time and space. Speed. In time and space. What's the speed? Come on. Distance, space over time. Okay. Acceleration. Pressure. Everything. It's space, time. Space, time. Now, God is outside of that. That's why he's omnis omniscient, which means he's all-knowing. He's omnipresent. He's, he was there at the beginning. He will be there at the end. So, what we call time, the spectrum we call time, for God... For us, we could count a thousand years. For God, it's just like one second has just passed. Just one second. 
For, <laughs> it's unbelievable. And guess what? Because God is so large, for us, one second, God can achieve in your life what you would have taken a thousand years to do in one second. In one second. You know, there was a little boy that read that passage of the Bible and said to God that, that God, ah, you know, is it true that uh, 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 a, thousand, a single day with you is like a thousand years? And God said, yeah, that is me. That's how I wrote. So the boy said to God, which means that one dollar to you is like a thousand dollars. Yeah. God says, pretty much. That's how I roll. The boy said to God, can I have a dollar? God says, give me a day to think about it. <laughs> As a thousand years. The reason they are not clapping is they've not gotten it yet. They're like, Wednesday, you, you, I tried. <laughs> so, okay, let me break it down. So it means that, okay, don't worry, let me go. You've gotten it. <laughs> so this concept of time is a big deal. It's a big deal because we struggle with it. Now, the good news for you is this. God is the alpha and the omega. It's the beginning and the ending. So there are, truthfully so, for every nation, for every family, for every person, there are Things, decisions that, are, decisions that have been made concerning you, not by you, by people that existed before you, that is affecting you now. God is saying, I was there when it was done. I was there before it was done. I can go back to your beginning and correct it so that your foundation is all right because I'm the beginning and I'm the ending. Praise the name of the Lord. That is what he's saying. I'm the beginning. And for us, if you're a believer at this, if you're, if you're a believer in Christ Jesus, you, you, we are, it's just a beautiful thing to, to, to know God and to follow God because we are dealing with a God that is limitless. He has no limitation. He, there is no boundary with him. There is nothing in God that is restrictive. However, for us to operate God put certain systems in place. And if we walk those systems and know how the systems work, it's to our advantage. For instance, in Genesis chapter 8, verse 22, God says in Genesis 8, 22, that as long as the earth remains, there will be planting and harvest, cold and, and heat. Summer and winter, day and night. Okay, so God is saying there will be planting and there will be there will be what? Harvest. The challenge we have is this. Between planting and harvest, there's this thing called time. 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 
between the time we do the right thing and we time, the time between when we do the right thing and when we get the harvest for doing the right thing, there's this period called time. And that thing called time, we don't really control. We don't know how long it's going to take. For some people, it's two days. For some people, it's two weeks. For some situations, it's two months. For some situations, it's two years. And because we, don't, we can't control it, he's saying planting will happen. Thank you. Keep the scripture up. Planting will happen. The planting will happen. But for everything that is planted, God is saying the harvest is sure. The harvest will happen. So once this happens, God is saying, just be patient. Give it time. Harvest will happen. All things being equal. That is. Harvest will happen. So what is that thing that takes us or what are those things that takes us out of the timing of heaven? What are those things that takes us out of sync with God? What are those things that jeopardizes this? Because if what happens with people is that once they've planted, then time happens. We get impatient. Then we get out of sync. So by the time harvest happens, sometimes people are not even available. Psalm 1, from verse 1 to 3, shows us the answer to this. It says, oh, that." Joys, the joys, sorry, of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand in the, around with sinners or join with mockers, but the delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it, what? Day and night. Since they are like trees planted along river bank, along the river bank, bearing fruit each season, each season, their leaves never wither and they prosper in all they do. Did he say they prosper in a few things they do? Did he say they prosper in most of the things they do? In all. It will be said concerning you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that, ah, have you seen that man? He prospers in all he does. You will be so in sync with heaven that it will be said, have you seen that lady? She prospers in all she does in the name of Jesus. So if you back up to verse 1, we see that the three things that takes us out of sync keeps us in sync or takes us out of of sync with the timing of Jehovah, with the timing of heaven, with the timing of our Father. And the first is this. The advice you take. The advice you take. I've seen people shipwreck their destinies, what God is doing because of the advice they took. I've seen people on the path of Greatness 
I had a feeling the harvest was around the corner, but someone came and gave them advice. And they moved out of the path of God. They moved away from the streams of water and they jeopardized it all. So the second thing we, we see here is, is this. Where they stand. So the first is the advice you take. The second is where you stand. Where you stand. Where you stand. Where do you stand? Location is key to promotion. Because it's where you are planted that determines what flows to you. So, where do you stand? Many times, if the devil wants to mess up a life, the person, the devil attempts to make them shift their stands. And the third, obviously, is those you join. Who do you align with? Who do you join? So, obviously, start from advice. The advice you take, where you stand, and that determines those you join. Nothing takes, takes a man out of sync faster than these three things. The advice you take, where you stand, those you join. Unfortunately, in our time, you know, it's a good thing, but there's a bad side to it, which is the prevalence of, of media and, you know, tech and all that. So we have people, young and old, trying to take advice from celebrities that all you see is their public life. They're showing you their best life. But guess what? There's usually a dark side you don't know. So, if you were to know the dark side, you will not take the advice from the person. But unfortunately, every, not everybody, but a lot of people are pressured by celebrity A or celebrity B or the kind of car they drive or the kind of house they live in or the kind of people, you know, they move with and we want to shape our lives, you know, and tailor it to them. A lot of TV shows, I'm not going to mention any TV show, Obviously, because I don't have any issues with TV or TV shows. But a lot of TV shows are shaping lives negatively. Same thing, a lot of celebrities. Again, I don't want to mention anybody's name. <laughs> are leading people astray. We have young people, all they want to do is keep up with the I didn't mention anybody's name. You did. So God will forgive you. In Jesus' name. My point is this. There are lives that have gone out of sync because they needed to do A, to do a plastic surgery to look like this person. I used to think plastic surgery was foreign to us. Can you hear that laugh? <laughs> I used to think so, but apparently not. Apparently not. Now, when you look at 
I mean, a lady, you need to check, is that lips? Is it the original one? We're not talking about the other members. Let's stay at the lips, lips level. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. If you look at the voice translation of Psalm 1, it says, you are like a tree planted by flowing cool streams of water. It says, that never run dry. Your fruit do, does what? Ripens in its time. In its time. There's a time for your fruit to ripen. When you are planted by the cool streams. So, if you look at the different fruits, have different gestational period, if you will. There's different timing for fruit to ripen. And many times, we look at other people's lives and the fruits that are coming out, which praise God for it. And we beat ourselves down because we are not seeing the fruits that we expect but you need to understand that different fruits have different time that they ripen. But your fruit will ripen in its time. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Sometimes we look at our friends or our cousins who are, if you will, like corn. And we learned that corn takes how long before it's time for harvest? Did you say eight weeks? Did you say eight weeks? 75 days. 75 days. They said 75 days. 75 days. Come. It's ready. But what about cocoa? Or cocoa? How long does it take? Five years. Five years. Now imagine someone with a cocoa destiny. <laughs> Comparing himself with someone with a corn destiny. Or an Agbaluma destiny. <laughs> Why we should be grateful to God for people that are corn, that are harvesting very quickly. But you need to realize that perhaps you are a cocoa and your destiny is, is like cocoa destiny. And the word of God says, your fruit will ripen in its time. Not at corn's time. Not at Agbalumon's time. But at cocoa time. Praise the name of the Lord. When we understand that, we pay attention to what matters most which is, as long as I'm planted by the cool streams, my fruit will ripen at its time. I don't need to struggle. My fruit will ripen when? At its time. So what am I saying? What I'm saying is this. When you are positioned correctly, you can never miss your timing. 
You can never miss your timing. When you're positioned correctly, you can't miss your timing. You can't. You can try, but you will not succeed in missing it. You can't. As long as that tree is by the cool stream, it can try, but it's going to bear fruit in its time. In its time. And the different things in our lives have different gestational, gestational period. I mean, classic example. A lady is pregnant. She's three months pregnant. And um, she's impatient. She wants to have the baby now. The best thing she will have is an abortion. And that will not be your portion. In the name of Jesus. So when people don't wait for the right timing, they are bought the process. They are bought the process. And it's a big deal with God because if you stay, you will not miss God. So while she's like three months and she's like, oh, I'm so impatient. Oh, I'm so, there's so much discomfort, you know. I, 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 I want to get my shape back, you know. This baby is taking me out of shape, you know. Mothers are trying. Sweet mother, I don't go forget you. Today's Mother's Day in the U.S., right? So happy Mother's Day again, all of you that are mothers. <laughs> Let's clap now. Ah, it's a good thing. <laughs> because childbirth takes you out, you know, <laughs> totally. It will take the grace of God to recover. Most never recover. Anyway, so if she says, oh, it's three months, da 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 da, da, da it, you see, sometimes it may not be time for that thing in your life. But what you have to learn today is that even though it may not be time for that thing in your life, it's always your time. It's always your time. Okay. So, I'm saying, it may not be time for the thing you want, but it is always your time. So, it's even that lady that's three months and she's so impatient, it is always our time. Our time is now. The time for the baby is not now, but our own time. You may be waiting for that promotion. God has shown you a vision. You will be a prime minister. You will be a president. You will be in charge of this. You will be in charge of that. You, can, you could see it. God has shown you. It may not be time for that, but it is your time. And when you don't understand that and live and enjoy your time and be there in your time, you never really get to the time of that thing. So, it's my time. Really? Yeah, it is. So, it's my time for what? It's my time to, to do what? Two main things, really. And to shock you what they are, you know, two main things. Number one, it's, it's, your, it's your time to um, grow. It is always your time to grow. Always your time to grow. Psalm 32, verse 6. If you're writing, 
Psalm 32, verse 6 says, Therefore, let all the godly pray to you while there is still time. For then, when the floods come, surely the rushing waters will not even reach them. So, while you are waiting, it is time to pray. It is time for you to grow. Why? So that when your harvest comes, when your harvest comes, then some creatures that we want to eat your fruit, when they look for you, they will not even find you. They, they, they can't even touch you. Why? Because when the rushing waters come, it will not even reach you. Why? Because it is your time to grow and you have grown. You have maximized it. You know, we are fasting from tomorrow. It is time to grow. It is time, hallelujah. It's time to grow roots. It's time to pray. So that when the storms come, it will not touch you. Psalm 105, verse 18 says, They bruised his feet, talking about Joseph, with fetters and placed his neck in, the iron, in an iron collar. Verse 19, until the time came to fulfill his dream, the Lord tested Joseph's character. So it's always your time to grow. God will allow some things to happen so that you can grow in character. God will allow you to go through some difficult time while you wait. Why? Because it is always your time to grow. It may not be time for the palace yet, but it is always your time to what? To grow. Luke 180 tells us something very profound. That the child, John the Baptist, grew and worked strong in spirit and was in the desert until the day of his showing to all Israel. So, you see, the the, 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 the process John went through, it was in the desert. He grew until the day of his showing to all Israel. So by the time the time came for his showing, he had grown. And that was the difference between John and Joseph. Joseph showed himself before he grew. John grew before he showed himself. Okay, let's, let's give God a big hand. Let's, let's just give God a big hand. If, 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 if you are so inspired, that is, it's not compulsory. Now, the key thing is this. If you show yourself before growing, You will unshow yourself. I now have to grow with fetters and chains and brutality and pressure and slavery. But you will still show after you have grown. You don't show before you grow. You show after you grow. John grew, then 
he was shown. So you have a choice of where you want to grow. You can grow in the wilderness before you sow. Or you can grow in the prison before you sow. Whichever way you will grow. <laughs> you know, you guys are special. You know, ATM, we didn't get into all this. This deeper level, you know. You know. That's how it is. That's how it is. But whichever way, if you are committed to God, you stay loyal to God like Joseph was and John was, you are going to, you are going to, you are going to reach out, fulfill your destiny. But how do you want to stay in that place in the wilderness, so to speak? Nothing is happening, but you are staying with God. Nothing is shaking, but you are staying with God. And when the time comes, boom! Or do you want to open your big mouth and announce, I have a dream, I have a vision. All of you are going to bow to me, and they will now show you Pepe. They will, they will win to you. Then you go, you suffer, eh? Then you go to prison, and God will still be with you inside that prison. Eh, in slavery, God will be there with you. Say, hey, yeah, sorry. Eh, it shall be well. Because it shall be well. So it is always time to grow. Again, I said two things. Two things. It's always your time. It's always your time. It's always your time. It may not be time for that thing, but it's always your time. As a child of God, it's always your time. So, number one, it's always your time to grow. Number two, this may surprise you, but it is so in God's plan for you. And you need to get it. It is always your time to enjoy. Always your time. Regardless of what you're going through, it is always your time to jollof. Regardless of the season you are in, it is always God's will for you to have fun. Says, Pastor, is that even scriptural? Of course. Philippians 4.4 tells us, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, in case you did not hear the first time, rejoice. God wants you to be full of joy. God wants you to have fun. Regardless of, even though it's not time for that sin, it is your time. You may be trusting God for the fruit of the womb, to have children. Even though it appears that it is not time for that sin, but it is your time to rejoice. It is your time. And that's what God wants for you. Because of all he's bringing all is bringing. Psalm 105 tells us what we should anticipate while we are rejoicing. It says, when the time was right. When the time was right. Everybody say, when the time was right. Ah, he gave them land from other nations. You may look around and say that, where can I even make this headway. Everywhere is filled. God says, I will make way for you. Now listen. Let's take this as an example. 
God has said to you, I'm going to give you a house in Ikoyi, for instance. And you go there because you're a man of faith, a woman of faith. You drive around. They are taking all the land. Eventually, it's as if there's no more land. Right? And God says, I will give you your whole house, which you will build. And you look around, you can't see. God is saying, if you put up that scripture, please, that when the time was right, when the time comes, all the houses they are building, they are going to donate it to you. You are going to buy everything, break it down, then build your own. <laughs> that's what the scripture is saying to us. So that's why you are rejoicing. You see, many times we drive around, we see that the houses are taken, and we are depressed. God says, no. When you drive around, you see the houses are taken. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. He gave their land, them land from other nations. Hmm. And took possession. I mean, you may sit down there and say, oh, that's not even fair. Why would God do that? Well, when you see him, ask him. In the meantime, those of us that believe him will receive all these things. In Jesus' name. <laughs> when you see him, question, query him. That's fine. But in the meantime, I, I, I choose to just enjoy it. I mean, which, is a, which one do you choose? Galatians 6 says to us, Galatians 6 says to us, that we should not give, get weary. We should not give up. Galatians 6, 9. He says, so, do, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. Let's not get weary of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessings if we don't give up. You may be sitting down there, you want to give up, you're tired, you're weary. God is saying, if you don't give up, you are going to reap your harvest. If you don't give up, the harvest is here. If you don't give up, the harvest is here. There's a song, you know, by some popular artist sang it in Europe, but we interpret it. I must go longer, that's what simply means <laughs> not knowing the time is what troubles humanity. But my times are in the, go- are in, uh, are in the hands of the Lord. It's not knowing the time. That's why we, we are weary. That's why we appear to be tired. When will it be my time? When will it be my time? Such and such. This has happened to such and such. That has happened to such and such. When will it be my time? Psalm 31 verse 15 says to you that your times are in God's hands. They are secure. Nobody can snatch it from his hands. It's the eternal God. So don't panic. Don't panic. Okay. My times are in God's hands. When, pastor, when will it be my time? Well, I was minding my business, JJ. You know, like a Lagos boy. Lagos boys are always minding their business. (laughs) Lagos people. 
and God breathed upon me and said to say to you, if you will receive it, that your time has come. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> Psalm 102. You know, it is so important that we wrap our minds around this. It says, thou shalt arise and have mercy. It will take God's mercy. Upon Olufemimunei. For upon God's favorite house. For the time to favor God's favorite house. Yes, the set time is come. Praise the name of the Lord. So in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you have been asking, when will it be my time? When will I hear the sound of children crying? In my house, your time has come. In the name of Jesus. Your time has come. Oh, when will my children achieve A or B? In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, your time has come. And God, listen, I'm just an errand boy, you know, a tongue crier, a message boy, a mail boy, or however you want to say it, or boy boy. But if you release your faith, the set time that will change your story in the name of Jesus, that season is upon you. Kronos Kairos, I mean, we've, we've thought about this before. The time in Greek scriptures, Kronos, or it could be Kairos. Kronos is the sequential um, time chronological time. Kairos, the word here, the set time, it's, it's the opportune time. That time that comes upon you, that you can, you can be marinated in, is that set time that has come. Kronos, you are chasing after Kronos. But the set time, you cannot run from it. It comes upon you. The illustration would be this. Let's say this is the planting time. This is the harvest time. This is the time between Planting and what? And harvest. It's the time between planting and harvest. See, there is a point at which these two collide. This is the set time. When your expectations are fulfilled. As you advance, however, along this path, this time 
shortened. As you advance, this time does what? Shortens. As you advance, this time shortens. But the key thing is this. When the set time comes, your faith or your lack of faith cannot stop it. Check scriptures. When the set time came for Abraham to have children, what, what, what Sarah was laughing. God said to, to her, Why are you, did I hear you laugh? Because I didn't laugh. Oh, you know, lying to God. Eh? It's unbelievable. God turned his back. Sarah did like this. Hmm. But that did not stop them from having a baby. You may feel, oh, I don't have faith. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, God will override your faith and bring your miracle. He overrode it. Look at their bodies. Abraham's body was dead. Sarah says to God, my august body is... is, This thing does not get up again. God, in case you don't know, in my life, the biological clock is gone. I'm on gear five of ovulation. Sorry. Of what? Menopause. I can't ovulate. But you know what I'm saying. But God was like, so? Your excuses cannot stop your set time. You can't. You can't. How, how your cousin feels, that cousin that's been jealousing you since you were small, they can't stop your set time. That's your auntie that was, that's an Ogunge, I mean, confirmed flying dragon. She can't stop your set time. <laughs> she can't. When it comes. But you see, the challenge we, we have sometimes is this. When we get here, this is the most difficult step to take. From here to here. Many people give up here. And come back here. And sometimes here. Then they come to church. They, maybe someone encourages them. They hear the word of God. They come up and they come up. Then maybe something happens. They come back here. But what happens, pastor? When this does not stop and moves here. And people are still here. They're still dancing here and here. Something happens that changes the game entirely. Something you have never heard of before happens. I'm going to tell you what it is. That takes you from wherever you are here to the peak, even if you are not ready. Are you ready for it? It's called grace. Have you heard grace before? (laughs) Listen. Mercy and favor. Yes, you made mistakes. That was why you came down. But mercy will say no. No. We cancel that mistake. 
Oh, yeah, come, oh, yeah, come, oh, yeah, come. Because your time has come. You are going to the pig. Sometimes it's because uh, I don't have man to stir the waters. Nobody is helping me. The doors are shut. That's where favor steps in. Favor says, don't worry. I will open the door for you. Whether you qualify or not. And takes you up. And takes you up. And takes you up. Because there has to be a collusion. Collision, rather, at this point. And it's huge. That's why I'm, I'm totally fired up. By God's grace, this, this fasting and prayer season, the God do again service, the theme is it's time for favor. It is time for favor. It is time for favor. It is time for favor. Psalm 119, verse 3. Sorry, verse 26, finally. Psalm 119, verse 26. It says, Lord, it is time for you to act. It is time. We are going to be engaging heaven. And we are going to be saying to the Lord, Lord, it is, it is time for you to act. Those these evil people, I have violated your instructions. You're going to say, Lord, it is time for you to act. This negative situation has violated your instruction. Your instruction says, be fruitful and... So, this situation has violated it, Lord. It is, it is time for you to act. It is time for you to act. We, we, we are going to be aligning with heaven and we are going to be saying to the maker of the heavens and the earth, the eternal God, the one that is from eternity to eternity. And we are going to say, Lord, you don't dwell in time, but for us, for our sake, it is time for you to act. And by the grace of God, we are going to birth the set time. Ah, oh, are you excited? <laughs> Let's pull our hands together for the Lord Jesus. Let's bow our hearts as we bow our heads. Father, we thank you. Maybe you are here, you are like, Pastor, me, I need to give my life to Jesus. I need to be a part of all that God is said to do. Oh, you are saying, I used to be born again, but I'm backslidden. Can I come back? Can you pray with me? I need to dive into this river. Yes, I want to pray with you. If any of those two categories, should I come forward? No, you don't need to come forward. I will pray with you in the privacy of your seat. But I need to know you are there. That is me, pastor. Pray with me. Put up your hand now over your head. I will pray together where you are seated. If you are putting up your hand, put up your hand well over your head. God bless you. Shoot it up. Oh, God bless you, sir. God bless you, sir. God bless you, my sister. Another hand over there. God bless you, right there. That is me. God bless you. Keep that hand up on to get a card. God bless you. Another hand over there. God bless you, sir. Right here, my brother. God bless you. Right here in front. God bless you, ma. God bless you, sir. God bless you. Keep the hands up. That is me. God bless you. Another hand over there. Once you have the card, you can put down your hand. That is all. I, I'm not calling you forward. God bless you. Keep the hands up until you get a card. Another hand over there, sir. My sister, I can see that hand. God bless you. My brother, I can see that hand. God bless you. Put the hands down once you have the card. Once you have the card, it's okay. But if you don't have the card, keep the hands up. We're going to pray in a bit. We're going to pray in a bit. God bless you. That is me, Pastor. Can I still put up my hand? Yes, put it up. Over your head. Shoot it up. God bless you, my sister. Right there at the back. God bless you. Can I still put up that hand? God bless you. That, at, the, at that corner. God bless you. Can I still put up my hand? Yes, you can, my brother. Put it up. The rest of us, let's pray. Let's talk to God. I'm 
born again, Pastor, I'm saved. I'm a child of God. Ah, pray about what you have heard. That God will keep you by the streams. That you will not take advice that will take you out of sync with God. You will not stand in a place that will take you out of sync. You will not join any group that will keep you out of sync with God. Oh, Father, we thank you. Oh, Lord, we pray for everyone that is surrendering to you. Today, we ask that you breathe upon them. In the name of Jesus, that you change these lives. Draw them to yourself, my Father. I will pray for everyone else, every one of us, oh God, that the grace to stay planted in by the rivers, that we will not miss our time that you give unto us. Honor and glory we give unto you. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. Let's go out together for the Lord.